0: All right, Jason, the Astros are off to a slow start. Where is this team going? Probably in the trash can. All right, four teams, two spots in the Western Conference. Who gets it? Do not sleep on those spurs. All right, will will we see a college football season following the Big Ten and Pac-12 opting out? I think only if you're in the Dirty South. And teams are in training camp in the NFL now. Are they in a bubble? Find out all this and more right here on the Ride On Sports Podcast.
1: This is the Ride On Sports Podcast with Jason Cacera and Gabe Myers, your best source
0: for local sports talk. The Ride On crew will be highlighting all your favorite local teams and everything else the world of sports has to offer from right here in the Coastal Bend all right and here we are on the ride on sports podcast jason i gotta tell you i think i'm gonna have to go on the injured list like many astros pitchers i started running again working out and i got some calf tightness are we gonna
1: have to call up a minor leaguer to come fill
0: in for you i think so it's gonna be a disaster we're, we're, we'll run through it today and if, if it's still tight after today we'll have to call up someone from the minors
1: well on my way in from where i live there's a lot of homeless people so i could probably just pick someone up off you're the street you're gonna pick someone up, yeah. Bring him in. What's hey, the how's worst? the Astros season going? Who's the Astros? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah,
0: it's the Miners. Oh, gosh. So, speaking of the Miners. <laughs> right, are we calling the 8th and ninth seed in the Western Conference the Miners? Oh, wait, no. We're talking about the Astros. <laughs> it's fine.
1: Um, Yeah, the Miners. Half the team right now, it feels the like pitching it's still the minor leaguers. It's terrible, man. Pretty much the
0: entire pitching staff besides Granke, McCullers, and uh, Presley. Although Presley's kind of been pitching like a minor leaguer, yeah,
1: he probably <laughs> needs to come down here, man. It's terrible and it's tragic and it's frustrating, and it, it's okay. We lost Osuna, so he's not coming back. He's gone. Just he's gone into the mist, and so Ryan Presley, who's always been a setup guy and really dominant up until what now, sometime late last well late last season, he had a little bit of an injury. Yeah, sometime. he had a, he had a knee injury, and... and after that, he was never really the same. No, and I think there's real concern there, and uh, ugh, I think there's real concern. Okay, right now, what was it? The Astros are 7-11? Is that what we agreed on? They're 7-11. Are you going to get a slurpee?
0: <laughs> they are not good right now.
1: <laughs> they are not good. I will they're get the hanging ejector, about dude. with the Rangers and the Mariners right now. The Mariners we, who are in a full rebuild. Hey, We're 7-10. and ten. We're 7-10. So, and We're a game ahead of the Mariners and a half game ahead of the Angels. And a half game back of the Rangers. The Rangers, who we like to make fun of. Yes, but, but we should, can't right now. You, we're going to be eating crow, man, especially if the Rangers take that second spot. Wow. So the A's, we just finished up getting our asses kicked by the A's. Yeah, uh, over, that was with the, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, it was the weekend.
0: It's all running together now. It
1: really is because now you get another uh, Bay Area team who's play, playing in Houston, but the Giants won an extras against the Astros last night. Um, my boy Blake Taylor let me down for the first time and my yesterday. My boy Paredes continues to let me down. No, but Paredes has pitched well. He just got a kind of like an unearned run in a sense, I think. Right? Yeah. When he came in like yeah. he he inherited a runner or he, something like that.
0: No, so Paredes, he um he came in he pitched really well and then there was um Correa misplayed a ground ball and a lefty was coming up and they brought Taylor Thanks in for, for the lefty right, yeah. lefty matchup. Taylor walked him, and then Hunter Pence, who had two hits all season. Oh my boy! And I love Hunter Pence, I do too. but he's been horrible this year. And he <laughs> hits a, he hits a home run, which of course he does. It's like Albert Pujols; he had been horrible yeah. all year, and then he hits a grand slam against the Astros. Uh, so fun fact about Albert Pujols: he has eighteen grand slams in his career; nineteen of them are against the Astros. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that is that is a fact. I've double checked it. So, so
1: Hunter Pence, who my son's named after, by the way, um, he. Played for the Rangers last year, and he was he was supposed to just be like a camp invitee, and then he made the squad, and he was halfway decent. But then the he has Giants not been halfway decent out of nowhere. had yeah, the Giants who he thought he was going to retire, the Giants were like, "No, bring your scooter back to San Francisco. We like it." And they re-signed this guy, and he's actually starting on the team for the most part.
0: Yeah, he's just so he had two hits entering yesterday's game. He did not start yesterday. But he had two hits yesterday kind of, yesterday. In- <laughs> kind of encapsu- encapsulates the Astros season. That is uh yeah. So you said they're going into the trash can and a little intro. Um, it feels that way right now. It feels uh, rough. And I, I, I just, I brought this up
1: before and whether it's been in the podcast or not, but I just, I don't know. I like Dusty Baker. I just don't know if he's the manager for this short season for what the Astros players are going through and, they extended him already, so.
0: <laughs> well, I just don't know what he's still which, fireable. I don't know which manager, like I don't know, like could handle which, this. Yeah, with yeah. all the minor league arms. Oh like, yeah, what do you do? So you can't
1: blame him directly for sure, and that's a hard thing. And but everybody's gonna say, like I, I have a Twitter hashtag trending now of what would AJ do. So, <laughs> but then people will say, well, AJ would probably pull pitchers too early, and bring in the wrong guy. Whatever. So, like, really, would you do much different? See, it was
0: so much easier before when it was like, okay, you gave us a good five and two-thirds innings. Now we're going to give it to Joe Smith. Okay, seventh inning, we're going to go to Will Harris. Yeah, Eighth inning, a dominant Ryan Presley. Yeah, And a ninth, Roberto Osuna. Yeah. Now a guy goes five and two-thirds, and it's like, oh, which rookie are we bringing in? Yeah. Or do we bring basically... in Josh James, who just gives up a home run oh, every man. time he comes into the game?
1: And so I think he – well, he was sent to the pin.
0: Yeah, and he hasn't been any better in the bullpen. He, he, Somebody he's was been just arguably down worse. Here.
1: Ocasianos, I think, was just sit down here to Well, Corpus. I think
0: they're going to be rotating yeah, like different guy.
1: yeah. Taxi squad. I wonder if they get to take the flight out of Corpus, that nice little 45, 50-minute up-and-down plane ride to Corpus, or do they make them drive? I think they drive. What
0: a, what a bummer of a deal. <laughs> like, hey, if I could drive – like no, no you knowing I'm getting to my major league debut. Oh, yeah, yeah. like while well, I'm driving to Houston, obviously I'm super excited the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Now if I'm driving from Houston, I'm probably not as excited.
1: If you've never done the Houston to Corpus drive, oh, uh, I've, I've done it all the time. Yeah, it's it's fun going to Houston because you're kind of pumped, right? You're like going to H-town, but then when you're coming back to Corpus, it's about like, what, when you get south of Rosenberg, somewhere around there, things like quickly die down.
0: Yeah, so it's so I used to do it because I'm a graduate of Sam Houston, so I to go to Huntsville. Huntsville. Huntsville, Texas prison city, baby. Yeah. Um Con's. And so it, Cons that cool. that uh that Bucky's in Wharton is yeah, about yeah. the halfway mark, so I always stop at that Bucky's either going there or going yeah. back. That, <laughs> that Bucky's stop is crucial. That's a good Bucky. And if you miss it, you're like, <sighs> oh, you I mean, you can't miss it. There's signs like 50 miles out yeah. saying, "Hey, in 50 miles there's a Bucky's." And there's always like cops sitting around there too. That's a great speed trap. I've
1: never got caught speeding. I've never got caught speeding, but I always see them because I use my ways. Oh, you use, to Waze oh you, you use the not app. You An official sponsor, but so I always helpful. just
0: I just zone out while I drive. I've been told <laughs> this is dangerous. Uh, I just zone out. Um, We're not taking road trips. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I'll drive. You'll drive. Yeah, yeah. I just zone out and have my podcast going, and then I magically end up at uh, Bucky's and then in Huntsville. So the Centron suspension. Oh my god! Games.
1: Now when Joe Kelly got suspended. The big clamoring, and the whining was that's like uh 22 percent of the season or whatever it was, you right. know. And, and the real season, no one's complaining about that with Alex Cintron, and maybe because he kind of deserved it. But 20 yeah. Games is pretty harsh, man. I mean,
0: that's a third of the year, but it's I get it because as a, you're, a as dick. a coach, <laughs> no, yeah, he was. But, and it's also just like as a coach, as far like, as we know, You're uh your expect like you should have higher expectations of a coach, like yeah, shouldn't be talking to a player, screaming at a player from the dugout. Um, So I'm fine with it. Uh, Inciting a brawl in this year. In Oakland. In Oakland. Um, Shout out to Dustin Garneau, though, for uh, keeping Cintron from probably, you know, getting murdered by Ramon Laureano. Yeah. That wouldn't have been pretty.
1: Well, and so this is where I go back, though, about Dusty Baker and, and questionable leadership is that, this didn't happen under AJ. Of course, something else did. However, um, this isn't the first time we've had managers yelling at players from the dugout or coaches when it was literally the manager of the team yelling at another guy. And of course, that guy is a d bag too. But it just you start to wonder like, are things out of control? You know, things may be a little well, out so of control. Well, so
0: Dusty was brought in to be a calming like influence. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I don't know if he's being calm. Yeah, it, like the team he's just seems
0: The team seems very erratic. They seem erratic. They, they seem on edge. There's no, yeah, there's no consistency, and yeah. I think that's why Altuve's not hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, Springer, he's out right now, but it's why he hasn't been hitting. I think uh, Bregman's starting to get it going, but I yeah. think I think the team is just so on edge. There's no consistency. Their, um, it's a different clubhouse. It's, it's very erratic. Like yeah. AJ, And I think AJ Hinch, he had such a great relationship with the players, and AJ Hinch was that calm hand. He has a psychology degree he, from Stanford. Even, yeah, he's a very, I mean, not to say Dusty isn't bright, but AJ Hinch is like a very bright guy, very he's to handle people. just steady hand. And like him and George Springer had a great relationship. And I think part of George's struggles right now is because he was very close to AJ. Yeah. And now his guy's not there. Yeah. Like, like I think Hinch's best relationship with any player on the team was with George Springer. Mm hmm. So I think that's why he's struggling right now. Um, and then, of course, he's hurt, so he can't even get the at-bats to get out of the slump. And, and he had
1: started to pick it up right before too.
0: Because when you actually looked, at it, he has three homers and
1: 12 RBIs. Even if that was right now, that's... That's I'm, second uh, on a team in homers <laughs> and might lead the team in and RBIs. he's not like a week. So. Yeah. Um, but they're saying he might be back Friday. So when we have to answer the question, who's to blame for the poor start, I'm just going to blame Jim Crane. Let's just go right to the top. He's CEO, for firing, for firing AJ Hinch. Now he would have been suspended anyway, right? But now right. looking at things, it's like you know he'd still he there would be some kind of organizational touching that AJ would have, and you just feel that imprint. Um, you and I are on different pages on Lunau, is I think you because you, you've said I, I'm you a, still, I'm, a, I'm a Lunau you guy. Still wear the Jeff Lunau shirt, you know your fan club and all that. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm not. I'm the president of the family. I feel though. like he's the kind of guy that you just want to punch in the face and say thanks. <laughs> well, he was <laughs> but, the ar-
0: he was the architect of our championship team, so I'm not going to hate on him too much. He's
1: Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's very hard because whenever, like this whole thing, when we say, who's the blame for the poor start, you might actually look at the last two to three seasons and then all the buildup of pressure to win, for one, because they were an awesome caliber team, but then they lost in the World Series in a deflating way, and then all the... Bullshit comes out, and then you have this huge long layoff. Um, so no consistency to really get together as a team or the chemistry. Yeah. And now you have a seventy-eight-year-old manager. I don't know how old is Dusty. Eighty. He's up there, <laughs> and he's trying to to kind of like be the glue for this team that feels like it's really pulling apart. I I, I don't know. I feel like there's some long-term long-term concern here, and I'm thankful it's only a two-month season, basically.
0: And uh, well, I'm thankful for the expanded playoff because even though <laughs> we're horrible Mikey right now, man. we can still, you know, we get we get hot down the stretch and we make it. JV uh,
1: should be back soon, hopefully.
0: Hopefully, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not holding my breath on that one. He yeah. may not rush back if
1: the team looks bad,
0: like if we're just not
1: competitive. He may say, you know, I'm going to take this. See, but uh, the thing is, you can go 500
0: this year and still make the playoffs. Hopefully,
1: yeah. You should. It just depends on how others are doing. Now, realizing the Cardinals have only played five games this season, uh, they could still be in the running, <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> they could be in it's the like, running. It's like, yeah, we're 3-2. We <laughs> lead the division. <laughs> yeah, like, like if you're going off winning percentage, right? That's what they go off of. So,
0: theoretically,
1: Wow. And that's bananas.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, another thing with the Astros last uh, about the last thing here. So Dusty said he's going to give Altuve uh, today off. So today's Wednesday as we're recording mm-hmm. this. Um, he's going to give today off, and they have off day Thursday. Kind of let him clear his head a bit. I think he's not the only guy that needs that, but he does need it. Um, and we'll, I I I still think the Astros will make the playoffs. I think they're too talented not to. I think they'll find their way in, but they're not serious contenders with this young pitching staff. Uh, it's just yeah. you can't. And I, I really like Taylor, despite uh, what happened yesterday. I think Paredes has been awesome. Uh, you've been all over him. Uh, I think he's been great. Um, and, you know, Andre Scrub's come out of nowhere and been really good. Uh, B- a scrub B- tearing B- it up. Belak has been a pleasant surprise. Sure. Uh, Christian Javier, outside of his last start, has looked very good. Yeah. Um, but it, you just can't rely on, you know, if you have one young arm you're relying on to get some big outs in the postseason, fine, you know, that's – kind of the way it works like last year the Astros had Jordan Alvarez who kind of came out of nowhere to you know as a bat in the lineup um but yeah this year but to have just your bullpen filled with rookies it's I mean I don't trust Fernando Rodney uh who will <laughs> no. eventually? Has he made an appearance? He hasn't, right? No, yeah, I think he's still around. He's still getting into form right now.
1: And maybe he'll never make one, and that's fine. Yeah, I, don't trust him I, I would kind
0: of rather just pitch the young guys. That,
1: that guy, because yeah, he's it's the same well, thing.
0: Well, well, Rodney will pitch at some point because they're just they're rotating in and out of the minors because they're pitching these guys so many innings that it's like okay, you've pitched a lot. We're gonna call somebody else up, give you yeah. a break, just get a fresh arm up here that we can use for a so week. Fernando
1: Rodney's actually hanging out here right now.
0: I think so. Not here in studio, guys. That um, you know, maybe uh, we'd we have a, uh, we before. would he would be speaking if he was. You, I probably wouldn't say I didn't trust him if he was. We've here got in some studio. good names hanging around in Corpus right now. We do Yordan oh. Alvarez, Jose Arquidi. Uh, so for updates on the Yordan Alvarez and Jose Arquidi, listen to our interview with Michael Coffin that will be dropping shortly after this podcast drops. Boom. So be on a lookout for that a little plug. The voice of the hooks and CCISD football, Michael Coffin, but moving on now we got the nba baby the nba final game of the bubble is coming up it's actually the bubble has actually worked there's no covid positive tests lou will getting wings did not bring corona into the bubble (laughs) thankfully um and here we are the last game of the quote-unquote regular season uh four teams in the west going for two spots jason we got the Spurs, the Suns, the Grizzlies, and the Portland Trail Blazers, the new eight seed Gosh. right now in the Western Conference. Is this surprising the Blazers are struggling? Well, the, What's missing? No, the Blazers have been great in the bubble. They struggled in the regular season. So right. what had happened was Yusuf Nurkic, their starting center, who's right. probably their third best player, he was out for the whole year before okay. the bubble started because he had got hurt last year in the playoffs. Or maybe it was last I think it was last year, late in the regular season. Mm-hmm. He had gotten hurt. So the Blazers were without him and it was very they couldn't uh they really didn't have anything um they didn't have a big guy and he was a big part of their team then they signed carmelo anthony who's been good in the bubble but they signed him mid-season so i had to work him into the rotation and zach collins another one of their big guys was out for for an extended period of time so they just had a lot of injuries and no consistency in their roster now they get to the bubble and all those problems are gone and it's just a really talented team fighting for their life and that's what you're seeing so right now, so there's gonna be two playing games. So the way it works is, um, so the eight seed and the nine seed will play against each other. The nine seed has to beat the eight seed two times in a row. Mm. If the eight seed wins one of those games, the eight seed gets in. If the nine seed wins one of those games, the nine seed gets in. Or if the nine seed wins both of those games, the nine seed right. gets in. Okay. So, the way it's set up right now... So, Portland only has to win one, but they still have another game to play. But they So, Portland has to win their final regular season game, and they get that eight seed. The Grizzlies, if they win their final regular season game, they are in the play-in. Now, if Portland loses, they'll be the eight, but the Grizzlies control their own destiny as far as getting into the play-in. The Suns need either Portland or Memphis to lose, and the Spurs need between Portland, Memphis and Phoenix, the Spurs need 2 out of those 3 teams to lose.
1: But then they have to win their last game obviously.
0: And they would have to, and all those teams like would have to win their last game in this and scenario. And the Spurs
1: are playing the Jazz tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well the Jazz have been like resting guys and yeah. the Jazz have not looked good in the bubble. And speaking of Jazz not looking good in the bubble, I'm happy they have not won a lot of games in the bubble and here's why. Cuz it's setting up for Houston versus OKC, Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul playing their oh, former teams in the first man. round. That's so tough, though. And not Chris Paul has been really. I don't know if anybody wants any part of Chris Paul. Okay, when so that it, dude's motivated, he'll get hurt, though. I mean, he'll just get hurt in the series. He'll be all right. Hey, he'll beat Houston, <laughs> and then and then he'll get hurt in the second round.
1: He probably would be Houston. he will probably go off. He'll be scoring like forty a game, dropping ten dimes, something like that.
0: He has Chris Paul. So you asked me last week about my MVP candidates. I after I literally walking out of here, I was like, "Gosh, I should I should have said Chris Paul," because he has been. The MVP this year. Because no one thought OKC would sniff the playoffs. They traded yeah. away Russell Westbrook and Paul George. They got back a bunch of young guys. Chris Paul didn't even know who his teammates were. There were rumors. Was Chris Paul going to be traded somewhere else right. because the uh, OKC was going to be contenders this year? They're the fifth seed in the Western Conference. They, ha- they are, have a better winning percentage right now than last year's Thunder team did with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Wild. So I, we're talking about most valuable player. I think you have to, and he's not MVP finalist, which I think is absurd. And it's because it's become a statistical award and his stats are, I think he's averaging like 16 points, nine assists. His stats are not amazing, but when you watch, when you watch the Thunder play, you can't, uh, if you can't see the brilliance of Chris Paul, I just can't help you. Like I I have a joke. Like I gauge your knowledge of basketball by how you judge Chris Paul. Hmm. Um, and Chris Paul is just awesome. Uh, so I am, uh, yeah, he's my kind of dark horse MVP and I'm really looking forward. I hope nothing ruins it this last game or so of the season. I want that Rockets Thunder first round series. I really, really do.
1: And not to throw it off into some crazy uh dimension here, but did you agree with the did you agree with the Chris Paul and Westbrook trade? Uh agree how? Like did you think it was a good trade? Like a um, good idea for Houston?
0: So I thought uh it seemed a little a uh, you know, Hail Mary from a from Houston standpoint. Very reactionary. For me, yeah, I, it's it felt like because it wasn't a Daryl Morey move because Daryl Morey is like you know three point shooters. Yeah, and uh, Chris Paul or not Chris Paul, uh, Russell Westbrook is not right. Um, Chris Paul's I mean, I, I wouldn't say he is a three point shooter, but he but he's, a, he, better he's, he's a he's a good three point shooter. He just doesn't take him in volume. Yeah, uh, and he's a point guard, so he's not like a spot up guy. The way True point guard. He, yeah, he's not a spot up guy the way like Eric Gordon or PJ Tucker mm-hmm. like some of these other guys are. Um, now, what the Rockets have done with Westbrook since getting him, I'm very curious to see how their style works in the playoffs with you no know, center and just letting him have – he has carte blanche just to do whatever so he wants. Weird. I'm very curious to see what they look like in the postseason. Hmm. Um, I think it was smart because Westbrook with Clint Capella in there, just didn't – the Rockets are better just without Clint Capella and with Westbrook than with both of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it felt like a, it felt like a hail mary pass for the Rockets for me, um but I mean they gave up Chris Paul who had a pretty untradeable contract. They got Russell Westbrook who also had a pretty untradeable <laughs> contract. Yeah. I mean they gave up some draft picks, but if Westbrook and James Harden are on got your slightly team, slightly younger, y- yeah, but also it's if Westbrook and James Harden are on your team, like they gave up first round picks. But with those two, you're going to be picking, like, at the end of the first round anyway. Sure, yeah. So you're not... They weren't valuable picks. Yeah, so, I mean, like, OKC maybe finds a diamond in the rough, but it's not like that pick's going to be, like, a top-five pick and they're getting, yeah. you know, someone spectacular. Like, if they find someone good in the draft, it's because OKC did their homework and, you know, the scouting department did well and found somebody. Which um, i got to say, they, they, they do quite often. No, they do. They do a good job. They find um, some gems, man. But I'd, for Houston, I didn't... It felt very weird to me, the that trade when it happened, and it's still... I understand. Like I like the, I am intrigued with the Rockets. I'm I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing them in the play. I still think they're not a. So here's the thing. I think the Rockets give a lot of teams problems, except my championship pick, the Clippers. I think the Clippers match because of all those perimeter defenders. They match up really well with the Rockets, and I think it's uh The Rockets have to hope the Clippers get upset before the conference finals. And I think Kawhi is such a wild card. I mean, the could, I mean, that guy's. I mean, he's not a so wild dominant. card. He's just really, I just feel really like Yeah, good. he could be so
1: dominant. But if he, if he's off at all, I mean, you can overcome him. I feel like, but it's gonna take the other parts of the Clippers not working well. You know, like it's, it's he's not gonna win it all on his own back. He still has to have some. But pieces, the Clippers have. I mean, they got Paul George. Lou, Lou Williams
0: is 20 points a game. Yeah. Montrez Harrell's back in the bubble. He's 17 points a game. You know, Marcus Morris is a very, very good player. Jermichael Green has been good in the bubble, surprisingly. Ivica Zubac, their foreign center, he's you know played really really well in the bubble. Uh, Patrick Beverly's, you know he's just a you know he's a fighter, you know, and him and Westbrook have some beef going on there uh, for years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, I like the Rockets. I just don't like them against the Clippers. Um, but I'm very. I want that Houston OKC matchup. This is like when the bubble started. I was like, this is the first round matchup I want. I want Houston to stay to four. I want OKC to move up to the five, and I want them to play each other. Um, and it's it, if both teams can win their final game, it's going to work out that way. So, I'm re- or if Utah just loses their final game, it'll work out that way. Well, so
1: right now, you would definitively have the Clippers and the Mavs in the first round, right? Yeah, um, that's done. And, and then so the Nuggets and the Jazz,
0: hopefully, hopefully. If yeah, the, yeah. Well, that'd be Well, nice the Nuggets too. are locked into the three. But those, so then one, two, and Rocky one, two, three, good. and four are pretty much locked. Yeah. Um. Five and six, and then and then seven. The Mavs are locked in the seven. You know, eight, nine for the play in. We're gonna figure that out uh, tomorrow, so there's Thursday. A big drop off there. Not a big drop off in talent. It's just well, port so consistency. So Portland was because of the injuries throughout the year. They are mm-hmm. not like an. They are not an eight seed. So that's what makes them scary for the Lakers. Is that Portland is like not a typical eight seed. But now they're in that 8 seed, and they're highly motivated as an 8 seed, and Damian Lillard is playing out of this. Oh, what a dream that would be, especially for me, man.
1: I can't say – I'm not a LeBron hater, but I'd be okay. I'd be okay with a uh, Portland upset over the Lakers. Oh, I'd be okay with it.
0: I'd be okay with it, too. Actually, Uh. with
1: any 8 over that 1 seed Laker team, I'd be okay with it. Well, Portland's the only one that has a shot, in my opinion. Just be funny. It would be fun.
0: Portland's the only one, the only eight seed. The, they're the only one of those teams that have the shot. Because I love the Spurs. And I actually love watching the Spurs. They're young guys right now. Like this is the first time all year, like in the like in the bubble right now. This is the first time all year the Spurs have been fun to watch for me. But they're they're not talented enough to beat the to beat the Lakers. Phoenix, they got some nice young players, but they're again like they don't have. They have two, they have DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, two really good young players, and just, you know, a bunch of average guys after that. That's not enough to beat, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Memphis, it's a great story with John Morant, but they just don't have enough talent on that team. Portland, I'm not saying they'll beat the Lakers, but I think Portland can push the Lakers. And if Dame gets hot for three or four games, you never know. I mean, his last two games, he scored uh fifty one and sixty one. Wow. Uh, so he he is on a tear right now so I really want to see I really want to see him against the Lakers I really want to see that series I want to see Houston against OKC Denver and Utah they played a great game over the weekend against each other very interesting series that is with you know Rudy Gobert last year's defensive player of the year trying to match up against Jokic and Clippers Mavs I like the Mavericks but they have no wing defenders and when you're playing against Kawhi and Paul George, that's a bit of a problem. So I think Killer. it's a, I think it's a bad matchup for. I think the Clippers are just a bad matchup for a lot of teams, just with their depth of talent. And that's why they're my championship pick is because of that. So the Spurs have a good chance to get in. Uh, they need, uh, they need Memphis, Portland, Phoenix. They need two of those three to lose. And I don't know. Phoenix has not lost a game in the bubble. They're seven and zero in the bubble. Wow. Phoenix has been incredible. Weird, you know. Uh, we'll see with Memphis. I can't imagine Portland losing <laughs> at this point. I can't imagine Portland losing. Oh man, it's so weird. What's man? I want the Spurs to get in, but as like a fan of basketball, right? And of good yeah. basketball. I want Portland. You,
1: yeah, you know the Lakers would probably roll the Spurs. Oh no, it would be and a
0: five-game series tops, probably a sweep. Are they going to do full game series? Yeah, they're doing seven-game series. Wow. I see. I think this would have been the year because I love. So this it was before my time, but like look, sets, man. Be, so it was the five game series in yeah, the yeah, first round were before my time. Yeah. But it but like looking back on it, like th- this would be the perfect year to yes. institute that.
1: Honestly, I don't remember when it went to seven games, but I just it remember was like suddenly oh, it was
0: like it was like oh four or 05. Yeah, it was
1: it was like this weird, hey, the first round seven games? Yeah. And why? That's long, man. And suddenly the season's stretching what into to June? And well, it's like, beyond. You like, know, if in a normal now, season,
0: it's like June twentieth would be like Game Seven of the final. So yeah. if you got to Game Seven, to be about June twentieth. It just seemed like it got really long, and seven game series. I think
1: it's hard for fans. It's it's exciting, but man, that's a long series, dude. Seven games is long.
0: And well, just, if you if you play brutal. the full seven, <laughs> yeah. So I, I but I like it for the one eight matchup because if the eight seed goes and wins one of the first two, it's like oh man. Or if they, like, in a normal season, you play a five-game series, the eight-seed steals one on the road yeah. and then wins their game back at home, oh, my gosh, you're the one seed. You have an amazing year. You're one loss away from your season being over.
1: I definitely want to look at how that the that, that postseason schedule is going to round out because I'm curious if they're going to crunch it a little bit with, you know, teams playing more back-to-backs. So the season, you don't have you don't The, have the finals
0: is not scheduled to end until October. Mm-hmm. So, I think they're going to, I think it's just going to be like a normal playoffs, like pretty much every other day.
1: So, you're going to, yeah, and you're going to have maybe some in the middle of a series where they have two days off, which I don't I think see, would I don't, make sense. I don't think you need to do that. No, you don't. There's no travel. Yeah, there's no just travel. Have, at just
0: all. what you do. So, you're going to have eight series going on in the first then, round. Yeah. You, you have eight series going on in the first round. You just stagger them. So, four series play on this day, four series play on this day. Absolutely. And then, you know, when the fourth se- day off, you just go, uh, one day on, one day off. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it in the playoffs. So, I'm, but I'm curious if that's how they have how they have it aligned out. All right, so um, let's get your predictions right now. Who's your eight nine seed in the playoffs? Who Who are the two teams that will play in that little? Honestly, game play? Yeah,
1: I I don't see Portland. They have one game to play. They're playing the
0: Brooklyn Nets.
1: Yeah, they're not going to. I mean, unless they rest, but they have they can't rest. They shouldn't rest. So no, Portland's
0: not going to rest. Yeah, so they no. they
1: I, they'll beat Brooklyn. Um, beyond that, I don't know who's Memphis playing in their last game. They lost two Memphis is already. playing
0: Milwaukee, but Milwaukee's probably you know, resting. They might be resting guys. So that'll be a little bit of a crapshoot still. Um, but see, and, but Memphis still just hasn't been very – they just haven't been very – and they lost yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr., who's their second-best player. Suns have been hot. Suns played Dallas, who might be Eight resting nine guys. It would be really
1: fun if it was Portland and the Suns.
0: Oh, that would be a fun. That'd be fun. That just would a, be fun. Yeah. And so. As a fan of basketball, I think that's what I'm rooting for. Now, as a Spurs fan, I'm rooting for the Spurs <laughs> to get there. But as a fan of basketball, I'm rooting for Memphis to lose and the Suns to win.
1: I think with just the scenarios laid out, I think, uh, yeah, it'll be hard for the Spurs to get in there. Uh, I think, like you said, as a fan of basketball, I want it to be Portland, man. I really want it to be Portland. So if it's Portland-Phoenix, I think Portland probably... They probably win both games. I, I'm, so Portland, well, they only have to win they, one. They game, win right? one. Yeah. It's hard so. for
0: me to see Portland losing two in a row. Yeah, it's hard for me to see them losing two in a row. So I, I think I'm with you, Portland and Phoenix. So talented, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Memphis loses. Uh, they just have not been. I feel bad for Memphis because they were so like they had such a surprisingly good season. Then the bubble started and no longer. But I think that wraps up our N- our NBA talk. We're NBA talk. We're gonna take, a, we're gonna take a short up. break and we're gonna Put talk, talk some football. football. It's is. August. We're going to talk well, some football after the break. Gives is it you a back? Message. Is it not back? Who's we'll to say? see. Who is to say? We'll be back with after this message from Ride On. I'd like to take this minute to talk about RideOnCorpus.com. Right On Corpus is a lifestyle media company that creates fun in our city by promoting experiences that you guys will love. They are the people to turn to for advice on everything Coastal Bend. What fun shall you do today? Find out at RightOnCorpus.com. And now on the Right On Sports podcast, we have the voice of the Hooks and CCISD football, Michael Coffin. All right, Michael, thank you for coming on the show. That's my pleasure. All right, so I first want to start off. You're over there with the Hooks right now. Big question for all of us Astros fans. How are Jordan Alvarez and Jose Arquiti looking?
2: Well, we've seen a lot more of Jordan Alvarez than, than Jose Arquiti. Uh, I've talked to Jose a little bit, and he's in uh, he's in great spirits, and he's been tossing and running in the mornings. I had not seen him on the mound in like a live BP setting, uh, but he has thrown some bullpens out there. But your uh, looks looks well, with the caveat that you know we really haven't seen him run the bases yet. Uh, he's play he played in two inter squad games over the weekend, had a couple of doubles, a home run, and and you can tell the bat is there. Uh, he did some some running around, some sprints uh, prior to the scrimmage, but just essentially hit. And even if he hit a double, he didn't run. So they're still being very cautious with his knees. And uh, from the things that I'm hearing from, from Houston, uh, from some media reports, I think it was on the ESPN broadcast last night, they still want kind of 20 to 30 more at-bats out of out of Jordan. Uh, the Astros will have an inner squad here at the ballpark uh, today, which is Tuesday. So Jordan will, will probably get – at least seven plate appearances this afternoon to, to help him on that path. All
0: right. So, uh, so with Jordan, was it the knees the entire time or was it something else? I'm not sure if you're at Liberty to discuss or.
2: Yeah, I, it's, it's, as far as I know, it's, it's been the knees. I've not heard anything contrary to that, um, okay. but uh, you know, that's, that's something that's obviously n- nagged him at the end of last year. And it led into, into spring training. His action was limited. Uh, and so I, I think that they're, the, you know, given all these injuries that, that have happened, you know, you have a, a three-month layoff, then a three-week ramp up essentially to the season. And I just think the Astros are being very, very cautious because they need your Don when it matters most. And I understand they're struggling right now and it's a short season, uh, but, but you have to make sure that, you know, all your eggs are in the basket, so to speak, when it, when it gets to be playoff time.
0: So like you mentioned, there have been a lot of injuries with this quick restart. You know, they had like a two or three week ramp up period. Um, How are the pitchers looking down there? Just, you know, there's been a lot of injuries, you know, up in Houston. There's been a lot of guys from Corpus getting called up. Kind of how have they been looking? What's the spirit just around the pitching staff knowing that, you know, at any moment they're getting called up to Houston to pitch tomorrow
2: I think for that reason, they're really stoked, you know, uh, because you know obviously here at Double you're already at the precipice, so to speak, of the big leagues, but even more so here, uh, because these are literally, you know, the top 30 guys that could go up to the big leagues at any moment. Uh, and, and so to, to answer your question, how it's, how it's affected the pitchers here, I think it's really on an individual basis, given what these guys were able to do during the shutdown. You know, you have guys like uh, Luis Garcia, who's out of Venezuela, and a talented right-handed pitcher. This guy struck out 14 per nine last year, uh, had some tremendous velo added uh, in 2019, and is, and is a big-time prospect for the Astros on the Hill. And he's from Venezuela. The border was shut down. He could not get back home when, when spring training uh, was postponed or was canceled. And so he literally had to stay at the Astros team hotel in West Palm Beach, Florida. And the only way he was able to work out and throw was on the roof of the parking garage. Oh, so wow. it's really tough to, to give a blanket answer for that because it just depends on guys' circumstances and what they were able to do. Uh, but, you know, given all the precautions the Astros have taken on the prospect side of things, I'm, you know, I think it's, I'm fairly confident to say that once these guys get the call up, they're going to be ready to pitch some innings for sure.
0: And so speaking of like what guys are able to do, what about a guy like Brad Peacock who had, you know, who was on the injured list, who was supposed to factor into a big part of the bullpen, maybe even start at the back end of the rotation this year for the Astros. What has he been able to do so far in Corpus?
2: Well, it's been very cautious from, from what I've seen out of, out of Brad Peacock. He's not thrown a a live BP session yet. Um, And so I I would, I would still think you're a few weeks away from, from Brad for sure. And, And he's certainly a guy the Astros need, you need some veteran leadership out of that bullpen, and that's something that the Astros are sorely lacking right now. Uh, out, of, out, of Ryan, out of the bullpen, you got Ryan Presley, uh, obviously has a tremendous track record. Then, of course, Josh James, who just came down from the rotation, and uh, he's been struggling a little bit. So the Astros need some, need some uh, reinforcements, and, and Peacock is one of those guys they would certainly look to. It seems like Austin Pruitt's going to be shut down for the season. They transfer Ooh. him to the 45-day 45 disabled, 45 disabled list. So I, I would look for, for Peacock to, to be a big boost for the Astros down the stretch.
0: So I got to say, one of the guys, two, there's two guys that really stood out coming up from the minors that made their debuts this season. Uh, to me, I think to a lot of Astros fans, it's uh, Enoli Paredes and Blake Taylor uh, have just come in and really been just a pleasant surprise out of the bullpen and a much-needed pleasant surprise given the lack of experience. Is there anybody in Corpus right now that you look at and is like, oh, that's a, that's a major league arm right there, just a matter of time?
2: Yeah, you know, I, we mentioned Luis Garcia. I think he's one of those guys. Uh, Brett Canine has been is, – is fully stretched out right now, and, and Canine has been pitching well. What? Uh, he had a, Canine's he had out, a
0: starter, isn't he?
2: He it's, is a starter. He's an out, he yeah. had an outstanding year last year, uh, and he, he went up three levels of the Astro system, started out in low A, was a closer at Cal State Fullerton, and is a guy that just peppers the strike zone. He's got a fastball, slider, curveball, changeup. So he's a guy that could be put into that bullpen, especially in a long relief role if needed. Uh, we've seen C.N.L. Perez out here throw. The Cuban left-hander has been very good. He's got some nasty stuff, an electric fastball. So the, the Astros definitely have options. These are just young guys. And, you know, when it, when it gets to be crunch time, when it gets to be – when you get going down that stretch, you need some, some experience, and, and the Astros are hoping these young guys get that experience pretty quickly.
0: Um, but now not only are you the voice of the hooks, but you also do quite a bit of high school football down here in the Coastal Bend.
2: I do, I, I do. It's been a lot of fun for for many years. I've worked with uh, CCISD, and uh, we've been bringing uh, the game of the week uh, to to fans here in Corpus Christi. A lot of our broadcast uh, for, from Buck Stadium, and uh, and and given last year with uh, the epic battles between Vets and Miller a lot of fun to watch and i you know i hope that uh, that we can have a high school season this year and and i'm i'm really rooting for these guys to 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 make it through 2020
0: yeah i'm you know i'm trying to be so optimistic with just sports happening with covid i want there to be high school football and i'm happy you brought up you know vets and vets and miller so i have a hot take for the high, assuming high school football happens this fall i think a team out of that 15 4a district uh, with Kyle and Miller and Port Lavaca, I think one of those three teams is going to make it to Jerry world for the state championship. If I'm being oh. honest with you, I'm thinking Corpus Christi Miller. What am
2: what, I? How awesome would that be?
0: Oh, that'd be amazing. I got the, ch- have you ever gotten the chance to go to the games up at Jerry world? The state no, I've,
2: ne- I've not. And honestly, I'm embarrassed to admit I've never, I didn't even go, I've never been to a Texas stadium. I didn't go to the, to the previous incarnation. Oh, so, and I'm a cowboy fan. I just, oh, I, just haven't, I just haven't made my way up there.
0: Oh, man. So uh, Jerry world is incredible. Uh, So I so I am not a Cowboys fan, but I will say Jerry world is absolutely incredible. And I got I went to the five, to the 4A, 5A and 6A state championships last year. And it was uh, oh, it's a blast. If you can if you get the chance to make it up there. Shout out to my friend Trey for getting me the tickets. Um, But if you ever get the chance to make it up there, it is incredible. I I absolutely recommend it. But I think Miller can get there this year.
2: Yeah, I I think so, you know, and and they had they had the the team last year and uh you know, I just I just love what those guys are doing over there and it really you know, and, and and Vets has had success, but it just seemed like the the Miller Bucks captured this city and and folks are really rooting for them and uh it's a frenzied atmosphere out there at the stadium when those guys are playing. So, uh but but back to back to the uh the, the state championship uh, weekend. I I am glued to the TV. Yeah. And from the six-man stuff, I just – I love all that. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, and it's a great showcase for, for the wonderful product that is Texas high school football for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember last year, it was the uh, 5A-D1 state title game. It was Shadow Creek against um, Denton Ryan. And one of the plays went viral on social media because they ran – do you remember that reverse they ran off the kickoff for the touchdown?
2: I don't. I don't remember that.
0: So, it was like – it was in the first quarter of the 5A state title game. And Dent, Shadow Creek from Houston had just scored. So they're kicking off. And Denton Ryan runs this. They, you know, they catch it, they go to about the 10-yard line. They run this double reverse. And this guy's just streaking down the sideline for a touchdown, looking like he's running about a four-three forty.
2: That's crazy. And it's
0: just like only in Texas. What's crazy what's crazy about it? So yeah, you, you kind of had to be at, at the game to know this or paying close attention if you were watching on TV. But Ryan wanted to run that at the opening kickoff. So they won the toss and, re- and they chose to receive. And Shadow Creek kicked the ball out of bounds, like not purposefully, just, you know, kicker was nervous, I guess. And they kicked the ball out of bounds. And then Ryan said, no, we want, we want you to kick it off again. Um, but the execution didn't work the first yep. time. They didn't, they
2: didn't get didn't yep Get for what you it. wish for
0: yeah they didn't get to do it the first time, so they didn't you know it didn't work but then after Shadow creek scored, they ran it again and it worked so it was it was uh that was pretty- it's like wow they they were so the coaches in practice were must have been so hell bent on running that reverse
2: <laughs> well, I can see why now
0: yeah it, i mean it worked out for them yeah. But no, so I so that district fifteen four A with uh, Cow Island, Port Lavaca, Miller, Beville, Alice, and uh, Tolosa Midway. That's a monster of a district. So I mean, three top ten teams in a state in that district. Uh, Beville, who won nine games last year, not a top ten, but is in that district. Uh, I, oh man, I just, that is a monster. But I think I think someone in that district is going to be able to make it to Jerry World. That is my like hot take coming into the year, and I'll tell you why. It's because last year to, in the 4A state title game, Wimberley made it to the state championship. They lost to Pleasant Grove. Um, and Wimberley had played Rockport-Fulton and beat them by one point. Rockport was a two-point conversion away from winning that game and going on to the next round and potentially, you know, going all the way to Jerry World. And Rockport's a solid team, but I watch, you know, I watched Miller last year. I watched Kyle Allen. I saw PL, uh, Port Lavaca last year. I think all three of those teams are better than Rockport. Yeah.
1: Sure. Um
0: so I, I think, you know, you, I think they can I think they can go all the way to Jerry World. That is so that that's my reasoning behind it. It's not just me a hopeful a hopeful well, I, postal bend football fan.
2: I can't wait to to give you a ring and congratulate you on your prediction for that.
0: Oh man. Yeah. Do you think uh, do you think Justin Evans or Danaher will give me a give me a state title ring if
2: that one comes true? well, you might have to go and do some work. Well, you know, while, as they're trying to get there, you know, but I'm, I'm sure they'd be flattered and, and I'm, they would probably agree with you for that matter.
0: Yeah. I, I Danaher is trying to get that state championship, the winningest coach in Texas. This is, right. I think this is his best chance because in the past, you know, being in, you know, you know, five a, being in five, a or formerly four a before we went up to six a, um, you're going against these teams in San Antonio and Houston and Dallas where the talent pool in those places is just so much bigger bigger than it is. Like you have teams that have, you know, 20 D1 commits in a year, you know, like 10, 15 power five guys in a year. And now going down to 4A, you're not facing that same talent pool. And Cal Allen's battled with teams, you know, in 5A in the past. So I think now going down to 4A – Cal Allen, I think that they have a real shot here these next couple years, especially this year, to potentially get Danaher that ring he's been waiting for. That'd be something else. Oh, man, it it would be, absolutely. So what's a team that in CCISD, that's where you call games, what's a team you have your eye on? Obviously, we all know about Vets and Miller. What's a team you have your eye on or you're excited about coming here in the 2020 season?
2: Well, you know, the Moody Trojans, they, they, uh, they're, they're, they're always one of those teams where I think if they can put some stuff together, and, and for them, it's all about depth, and they have some playmakers that can get the ball. And that's one of the clubs I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the Carroll Tigers hoping to rebound as well, and the King Mustangs under new leadership. So, you know, I think kind of around the, the entire uh, school district, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And I think there's going to be some hard-fought games for sure. And
0: we're back here on the Right On Sports Podcast. Jason, it is August, which means football season is upon us, sort of. <laughs> it's so
1: weird, man, because it feels like it's not. And normally we're we're pumped. You're getting excited. Yeah. You're talking about, I mean, if you're a Houston fan, you're talking about some guys you're hoping will contribute this season, <laughs> and you're getting some – faux uh excitement going right
0: well no, so as a, as a huge college football fan this is about the time of year where i get like a big college football magazine that has like all the previews of every team yeah and i start doing like record predictions and i go like every i go i go all the power five conferences i'll go every team every conference and, and all the power five schools and do a like record prediction conference championship games who makes the playoff do you really I do. You guys just
1: learned something about Gabe Myers that, today. That should not shock you. That's hardcore. It doesn't really shock <laughs> me. It really doesn't. It just adds to the, uh, uh, what would you call it, the mystique. The mystique. You know? The Gabe Myers mystique. So Yeah.
0: Um, so this is about that time, but now the, I, I haven't you. done it yet. Mm-hmm. I actually usually would have done it by this point. It's about the first week of August when I do this usually. But because I have no clue what the schedules are going to look like and who's going to play and who's not going to play and what players are going to opt out, I haven't done it yet. And now the Big Twelve—they just released their schedule like thirty minutes ago, um, and they're not starting until September 27th, I believe. So it's—I'm gonna wait. I think I'm gonna wait—wait uh, wait another month or so before I, uh, before I do my college football preview. I do Heisman Trophy winners and all-American teams, and I'm a nerd. I have no life. Uh, well, and I'm
1: reading that there's gonna be ten-game conference only. Yes.
0: So that's what these conferences are moving to. So they're not going to have any non-cons. No. So I tell you, in the SEC, you know who got screwed in the SEC? <laughs> tell me because I just
1: had something in my mind.
0: Oh, uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkan- so Arkansas is already, like, re- not a very good team. Uh, they're pretty bad. Um, they change coaches, like, every other yeah, season, it seems like, man. Pretty much. They um, always hire the wrong guy. Yeah, they hired someone named Sam Pittman. I'm sure that's going to work out well. Uh, I've, ne- I've never even heard of him. So, of course, that's going to work out. Um but, so, you get two extra conference opponents from the other division. So, there's the SEC East and the SEC West. Arkansas is in the West with Alabama, LSU, Auburn, uh, you know, all those really good teams. Okay. Um, and now, so, you get two extra teams from the SEC East. Well, the two best teams in the SEC East are Georgia and Florida. And Florida's actually my pick to win the SEC this year. Wow. Guess who Arkansas got as their two extra opponents from the SEC East? Florida. Florida, and Georgia, and Georgia. Wow. Uh, so someone in the scheduling wow. committee really hates Arkansas.
1: That's not surprising, man. No one likes Arkansas. Yeah. Because they have a stupid moniker.
0: What? What is that? Pig Razorback.
1: Sui? Pig Suey. They're the Razorback. It's the worst. It's the worst. You know, but it's Arkansas. So I digress.
0: Um, but yeah, so it's uh, so Arkansas got screwed. But the, I
1: was thinking who got saved. Is those smaller schools that
0: are usually like the warm up games for like these but, Power Five games? Okay, so that's the thing. You, you said it got saved, but those schools' budgets, athletic budgets, yeah. are funded by Alabama saying, hey, we'll play y'all and yeah. give you millions of dollars Just to, to come, come here and get, get
1: your ass kicked. Yeah. It's no big deal, guys. We're going to take a 76 nothing burner, and uh, you guys would be uh, better for it. You're, this is how you grow up to be a man <laughs> getting your ass whipped
0: for uh, money. Okay. yeah <laughs>
1: like, but I, I but I mean okay so we're not gonna get to see that and they always call those what they call those like fluff matchups or whatever cupcake cupcake games, games. I mean yeah. we're not gonna have that and it's good and bad I guess because you at least get to see your team actually look phenomenal for once and you're like well they're so talented especially <laughs> as a Texas fan it's like you already you always have that one game you're like damn the Longhorns look like they're back And then some mid-level team here's the problem. Here's the problem (laughs) with
0: Texas under Tom Herman. The so Tom Herman gets his team up to play the big games. Yeah, like last year, and we didn't realize how good LSU was early in the season. Sure, but we played LSU down to the wire. Yeah. Um, that was a beat, winnable game. Yeah. They, in the Sugar Bowl the year before, they beat Georgia. You know, yeah. they beat Oklahoma with Kyler Murray. They always play Oklahoma close, despite yeah. Oklahoma being a better team than them. Yeah. The problem is, it's when we play Maryland and when we play oh, Iowa State man. and when we play TCU. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a Texas football fan. Um, you should be able to roll those. Teams, but yeah, so man. it's like you should be able to roll them. Especially Maryland,
1: the Terrapins. Terrapins? Yeah. The terp- Terrapins.
0: They're a turtle. They're named after a turtle. But yeah, so. Um, but with all these uh, – but Texas always struggles yeah. with, like, the no-name teams. But when Oklahoma – when they're playing Oklahoma in a red-river rivalry, oh, they're ready to go. It's when Iowa State comes to town, when Kansas comes to town, that, you know, the performances are lackluster. I'm very curious to see what it looks Coaching like. Coaching
1: the players, you know, and just not getting guys up for a game like that. That's incredible. That, a, but I have a problem with that. That's I mean, that's a real problem. And I don't know if that's just a Tom Herman problem, is that just the kind of players – that they attract, and they, I don't know, and that sounds bad, but I just, I think, why don't these guys get up for these kind of games, and they easily could. Um, It's Maryland, man. So, right now, something that I was reading, too, was that the Big 12 title game, they have some flex for it because of UIL Texas State football playing in Jerry World. So is there, they don't want to interrupt that, and I'm thinking, how cool is that? Right, that Texas high school football is so strong and dominant that your college football championship game, your your conference game, might have to be moved, okay? Because we're not moving our high school game, so piss off. That's kind of awesome.
0: Man, we'll see. I hope high school football championship games happen. <laughs> uh, that's a I whole, do, too. That's, that's a whole cool. other thing. So what I'm curious about, and I think these are some questions that are going to be answered in the next month or so, Yeah. but with only three Power Five conferences now, what are you doing with the playoff? Like, is the college football playoff still going to be a thing? I think they is, could still do it without well, a doubt. So, is the NCAA still going? to Yeah, we're only choosing, four, right? do, yeah, well, you're you're only choosing four teams. Um, but Don't is the NCAA going to change that? Like, what are they? How
1: representative of it is? I mean, <laughs> honestly, come on. Uh, without the Big Ten, you might have one team. Well, the that Big Ten because Ohio really State would have yeah.
0: been it a, was a title contender. Otherwise, I mean, there's never a Pac twelve. The team. Pac twelve team hasn't been relevant <laughs> no since USC yeah. and Pete Carroll. Um. But I'm very curious to see how it. Uh, what is is there a playoff? Is, is, does the NCAA sanction it? Does the SEC say screw it? We're doing our own playoff. Like, what is it going to look like this year? I think these are questions we'll see answered in the next month. You could even have a divorce from the NCAA
1: by some of these conferences. They've been talking about that for years. And right now, the NCAA is doing the same thing that most of the leaders in America are, is they're doing the hand wave, and they're pushing it down, saying, we're not going to make decisions for them. We're going to let them make their own decisions.
0: Hey, hey If they decide to disassociate God, from the NCAA, imagine, all these SEC teams can now, they don't have to go under can, the table with paying their, pay players. their players. yeah. They don't have to go under the table with it's it. They can just We're technically semi-pro now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, hey, in the SEC, they are. Uh, NFL minor leagues, baby. I mean, that's what college football is, though. Yeah. Yeah. it's incredible so in no other sport do i watch it and i'm like, like basketball like the g league or d league whatever and yeah. even like college basketball like i watch it it gets it's hard for me to watch at times now i love march madness yeah but sometimes unless it's like a real high profile matchup it's hard for me to watch like even college basketball because like man it's such a lower quality yeah than the nba but there are like you know they play harder um the intensity of the fans at these games, like and of the players, like that's it's Fun. That, that's really cool. That's fun. But there are sometimes when I just see someone miss about 12 threes in a row that are wide open, um, that I'm just like, okay, uh, I don't want to watch college this anymore. Football, but the col- like, schools, but college football, like it. It looks like like college basketball and the NBA don't even look look like the same sport. Yeah. College football and the NFL look like the same thing, which is pretty incredible, especially like in the SEC or if you watch Clemson play. Or yeah. yeah. Oklahoma most years so I'm I'm very but I'm very curious to see what a playoff looks like this year what what we're just postseason play in general so there's a there's 41 bowl games I saw this yesterday there's 41 bowl games everybody's making it yeah this time, dude. there's a cheese it bowl um, <laughs> of course there is uh so I have a bowl game rant that I will do um in bowl season in college football I won't do it today okay. uh, but I have a bowl game rant give me a teaser um, we simply we just don't need this many. We don't need a freaking Cheez It bowl, Jason. We do not need a Cheez It bowl. good. We do not need a bad boy mowers gasparilla bowl. I promise you. Have we, you ever
1: seen the models in those commercials for bad boy mowers? I
0: no. I, I don't even know what bad boy mowers is, but we do not need a bad boy mowers <laughs> gasparilla bowl. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but so there's 41 so bowl that's games. that's your teaser. That's my teaser. There are 41 bowl games. Mm. That means there are 82 spots open for bowl games. There are 77 teams currently playing college football this fall. <laughs> call
1: up the high schools, man. Call up <laughs> yeah. the high schools. They're going to call up uh, Sam hey, Houston from SES. So I was about play. to say, though, have, I, I, mean, I haven't paid attention to it at all, but the lower-tier schools,
0: like the lower some, divisions, whatever, so some, what are they doing? It's, some conferences have opted out. Some have said we're going to play. Mm-hmm. So like the Southland where Sam Houston, uh, my alma mater, plays, they, uh, they haven't come to a decision yet. Uh, I know Sam Houston football. They are practicing. They're never then late. They are practicing <laughs> as if there is going to be a season right now. Yeah. Like they're in training camp right now. Yeah. Uh, because a decision has not been made. Yeah. Um, and the players all want to play. I actually feel bad for a friend of mine. He was a quarterback at Sam Houston. He transferred over to Central Michigan, and then who's in the MAC? And then the MAC canceled their football season. And so I f- actually feel really bad for him. Can't transfer twice. So I wonder if the NCAA. These are questions. I'm curi- are you, yeah. Because what these big stupid rules, these Big Ten players, like Justin Fields from Ohio State, he really really wants to play, and he's you know one of the he's probably the second best quarterback in college football coming into the year. Him and Trevor Mm -hmm. Lawrence are one and one a. Is he going to be allowed to transfer, you know, or are they going to force him to stay at Ohio State?
1: For example, if the Big Ten actually follows through and they play spring football against themselves, I guess they're
0: not going to play spring football. Let's
1: just. Be hypothetical. Okay,
0: I'll be hypothetical. All here. their
1: players are going to have all attention on them because what else is happening at that time? But frame see, but guys,
0: but guys like Justin Fields, they're not going to play because they're going to be going to the NFL Combine and they're going to be going to Pro Days and they're, gonna do, they're you, gonna going to be doing They're going to be going NFL interviews. So would they rather do that then or yes. play? They would. They would rather do that because the NFL is knocking at their door. You're not going to play. In do you think mo- the NFL will get turned
1: away from a guy? No. Why still in the field?
0: No, because NFL has a—I mean, look at Nick Bosa, who was the number two overall pick a couple years ago. He had a minor injury three games into play. the season, and then he just shut it down. Yeah. He could have come back, and he just said, nah, I'll sit down. I think out. it's,
1: just, it's, just, it's going to be business completely unusual, and I think everything that we're used to and our brains tell us like what we're geared to, it's gonna just it's going to be wrecked. It's going to be wrecked entirely. And I really hope, God, man, if the NCAA collapses, I'll just do cartwheels.
0: Uh, I wouldn't mind that. They're just that. the worst. Well, the, the worst NCAA should not run college football. No, they shouldn't run Co- anything. College football is makes so much money, it should not be run by a quote-unquote nonprofit.
1: Um, it's just the stupidity of a guy who, say, gets a, a sandwich from a fan If, if I bought, If
0: I bought my <laughs> friend who now plays for Central Michigan, if we went to Whataburger and I bought him his meal, yeah. that is a violation. It's, it's so I, I don't want to curse it's just so stupid it is it's very dumb
1: and it, it's fine and if the NCAA just shrugs there's enough people out there with power I think that are gonna get after him at some point yeah and, just, and I hope that happens so uh, you watched Hard Knocks
0: I did watch. so Hard Knocks debuted yesterday usually there's a lot more hype behind it um, but I just the only reason why I knew yeah. about it was because I had I just had turned on NFL Network like a right. white noise um, and then as I was in the kitchen, I heard like a hard knocks debuts tonight. And I'm like, Oh, where are they showing it on NFL network also. No, it's just on HBO? HBO. Okay. Thank
1: God. I like the exclusivity of being an HBO subscriber. Yeah. It's awesome. It doesn't make you feel elite.
0: Hey, HBO max. I think is the best streaming service. It's pretty tight. I love it. So the Fresh only Prince thing I don't like so far is there. like, it's only
1: on my phone. And then I use a Fire Stick, right? So I have the HBO app, uh-huh. but it's not like the HBO Max app on my Fire Stick. You can't stick.
0: download the HBO Max app on your Fire Stick? No, because
1: they, like, for whatever reason, like Amazon. Wait, do you have a f-
0: PlayStation? I do. Just download it on your PlayStation. That's what I but do. I only use that for gaming, man. <laughs> you got to get over it. Earth Dad
2: Gaming at Twitch.
0: Uh, <laughs> Earth Dad Gaming at Twitch. Yeah. Maybe I will. Be one of his mill. I really like hey, the Fire get, Stick. Gabe, so. Hey, plug, get Gabe a headset. Uh, on yeah, there. <laughs> Gabe needs a headset. Uh, for when if you we would do like our team building podcasts.
1: Yeah, for our team building uh, events, get Gabe and Turtle, what is it? Tur- turtle Beach headset. Is it a turtle? I have no I clue.
0: So. I'm not like going to go buy a headset, but if y'all want to get whatever,
1: nerd. So uh, <laughs> going back to Hard Knocks, so it's, it's the Rams and the Chargers, right? It's the
0: Rams and the Chargers.
1: Two so, of my favorite teams outside
0: of the Texans, by the way. I, so I as came of a- today. So I came, oh gosh. So I came away from the first episode. Um, I like both coaches, like they're different, McVay and Anthony Lynn. Yeah, but I really like both coaches. Like McVay is, and I think people know about McVay because he's been pretty high profile the last few years since he got hired. Yeah. But he's very, uh, very energetic. You know, high energy, fast pace. You know, go 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 go. Mm-hmm. That's his like that, and that's just how he is. And you it's, guys like it, and it's yeah, and the, and the guys like it. He's definitely more of a player's coach. But even like when they're doing walkthroughs, my favorite scene from the Rams, like they're doing walkthroughs of it. And Sean McVay is like, um, yeah, try different things, try different things, try new cadence, try we're gonna be doing walkthroughs for two weeks, so let's, you know, just try all this different stuff. Like wow. he's and I and for most coaches and just for a lot of people, like I know if I had to do walkthroughs forever, like when I was an athlete, um, it would be mind numbing. Mm-hmm. But he's like trying to make it mentally engaging, like, hey, let's try new things, let's do this, let's do that, like we can do all this different stuff. Like, you know, let's we have this time, let's at least try to be productive with I loved how he was just it was what it was, it was Jared Goff with his cadence. And McVeigh's yeah. like, yeah, just try new things. Screw it. Like, we're gonna have all this time anyway. Um Please try new things. Jared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's so that's what it, so I really like that for McVeigh and Anthony Lynn, he's just like the ultimate alpha. Who's under center for the Chargers? Um, so Tyrod Taylor's probably gonna be the starting <sighs> quarterback. But uh, so understand Justin Herbert had there was no OTAs. Yeah, yeah. There was no rookie minicamp. But you have so much time. They're getting a brief. No, not really. So there's no OTAs. There was no rookie minicamp. Okay. They're having no preseason and abbreviated training camp. It's okay. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. God,
1: the first game of the season, September 10th, Texans at the Chiefs. That's
0: <laughs> brutal. Yeah, the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, the. Give me a noose. Not for myself.
1: Oh gosh. Um, I think you have some time, and then the W football team.
0: The Washington <laughs> it football team, has, baby, it just has a W. I, I dude. want, I want a team, W football. Team. I want a T-shirt, so, a, a Washington football team T-shirt. I really do. Well,
1: they could have changed it around and then done Washington team football, and then done a WTF shirt. Those would have sold like crazy, dude. I'm gonna actually. I want to You're I'm gonna, you're gonna
0: make one, okay? Yeah. But so but I yeah, feel like I really there's like
1: time. I, I I'm just saying, okay, as a as a Chargers. Fan and I've actually always liked the Chargers for a long time, you mm-hmm. know, but like very quietly, and there always be my I feel my like the Chargers,
0: Chargers are a lot of people's second favorite team. I
1: really, it's just they're the they're the bolts, man. You yeah, know? and moving them from San Diego is the most ignorant thing oh, ever. Oh, I
0: no, they shouldn't
1: have been but moved from San Diego. Why start a, a retread? Who's like he's probably on his fifth or sixth team or something? You know, like you're just well, it's, you don't want. You're trying to you build a new stadium in LA to put this team. So he, in. so
0: here, so here's what here's what it is. So the Chargers have a really good roster. Yeah, they do. They don't want to throw Herbert out there before he's ready to go, especially if he doesn't have the reps with the first team. like He doesn't have the reps in practice. Um, So I'm not saying Taylor's going to start the whole season, but you throw him out there the first three or four games, let Herbert get more feel for the offense. I think if it was a normal in a COVID-free world, I would bet that Justin Herbert would start week one. So it's okay to kill Joe Burrow (laughs) and not okay to kill Justin Herbert. Well,
1: I know, two totally different well, the mentality Bengals, of an organization. The
0: Bengals are the worst run or the organization. They, yeah. they, they make the Browns look well run. <laughs> um, yeah, so, That's so wild, I, I feel bad for Joe Burrow because he is going to get just destroyed this year. In his division, they have the Baltimore Ravens who are my Super Bowl pick. I'll say that right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers are okay. the best pass rushing football. And the Cleveland Browns who have a top five defensive line in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, wait. So the Browns have a lot of talent. So you're picking them to get into the playoffs and make a run. The Browns? Yeah. Uh, no, but they, they're talented. Okay. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> but but the Browns do have like they have some really good players, especially on the defensive line. And the Bengals yeah. are not good on. The, they have
1: the highest paid player in defense now or something like what was no uh, Miles
0: Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett and then Joey Bosa passed that with the Chargers <laughs> like a right. week later. He got like 140 million dollars. <laughs> so crazy dude. The Bosa's are going to be living fat. For I a know long Nick, time. Nick Nick Bosa in a couple years is about to get a two hundred million dollar contract. Their
1: dad's got to be so happy and proud. His
0: da- their dad played in the NFL too. Man, that's just genes. Good genes,
1: genetic lottery, right there. It's impressive. But, so okay, so NFL football is theoretically
0: set to start, and uh, well, the I same th- weekend I, kids go back to school. I think the NFL is going to play. So you know what's weird. Tomorrow Thursday would be week one of the preseason and under yeah. normal circumstances. That's so weird because there's a, usually so much hype and so many training camp stories. Right, but because we have baseball season like you know starting in this weird year and the NBA playoffs and. You know hockey had a game go to five overtimes yesterday? <laughs> no, I was about to ask. It was like, the NHL playoffs still happening? Yes. Did they end uh, that yet? They, ha- they had a game going to five if overtimes no watching, yesterday. does it actually happen? I watched it, uh, but they went to five overtimes. It was like the longest game since 1930. Wow. It was, yeah, it went to five. So, so five. Who- I I or just pull it NHL.com. I, it was a Tampa Bay Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think it I don't even to rem- be
1: all about Tampa Bay Lightning, man.
0: I don't even uh like I don't even know. Like, I don't even fully remember who the teams were, but I was just so intrigued because it went to five overtimes. Gabe, there's a game going on right now. Yeah, I think they started at like ten o'clock. Austin this morning. and Carolina. I think they started at ten o'clock this morning. Wow. That is, uh, And
1: that's and that's the weird thing in the NBA thing, too, is like I think yesterday or the day before was like the Rockets tipped off at like 1230 or yeah. 1 or something. And I thought, just so
0: strange, man. Can you believe I haven't been very productive lately? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me neither, man. And school's about to restart. I was signing up for more college classes yesterday that all fell. And I was just thinking, like, I'm not even going to do this. I'm not even going to be paying attention to this, you know. We're going to have so many sports and other things going on in your life. I'm like, I'm just signing up for fun. You know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what
0: happens. Yeah, but it it is very weird that like tomorrow would be week one of the preseason, but we have none of these like big training camp storylines that we usually have. So is, NFL is, year. is the hard, is hard knocks going to be worth watching? Um, so it's a little depressing because they show like all the everyone's like basically once the players get there they have to get all these different tests for COVID and like they show all the okay. social distancing stuff and it's a little depressing because it's like man even like football is different. Uh. Because I think right now, like, for me, I just want something to be, like, normal, and nothing is.
1: How are they social distancing, like, in the locker room and stuff? Did they show that? They, they yes, they barriers. have, like lockers like,
0: yeah, they put, like, lockers, like, six feet apart. What? Yeah, and they put, like, there's, like, multiple oh, 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 locker okay. rooms. But right. there's there's multiple locker rooms.
1: So not everybody's in the same locker Ladies room. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dr. Cacera into the, uh, the podcast. Oh, boy. So. Okay, but so when they go and they do walkthroughs, for example, you're— Most of the players are wearing masks in walkthroughs. They're wearing masks, but they're still, like, on top of each other, right? Yeah. Essentially. I mean, uh, you're going to have to play as a normal team at
0: some point. I, I think it's, like, week three of week three or week four. There's, like, there's
1: the, a- I feel like, like, with the NBA, the bubble worked really well. I feel like with the NFL it could work, work really well because that's, like, close contact sport all the yeah. time, right? Baseball's not. I mean, you're the only time you're really close together in baseball is if a guy's standing on first. Or you're in the dugout, and they've already kind of fixed that. Nah, kind of, sort of. Like you see guys in the dugout sometimes are on top of each other without a mask, licking cheeks, whatever. And you're like, what are they doing? But football is one of these where I think a bubble would be very beneficial because that's a close contact
0: sport, man. And, and so a lot of teams in training camp they do get like a team hotel. Yeah. And so you're so basically they have get them to, out of the house. Yeah, yeah. So training camp is basically a bubble. Now the regular season, we'll see. Are the Chargers and Rams? Like in the same camp together? No. Okay, so they're no. separate. Yeah, they're in separate camps. God, it's so weird
1: that I have two teams on one yeah. show. But um they're in LA. Yeah. Hotspot. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious. Like, I always just wonder about this. Like, they're gonna do all these things, right? To mm-hmm. socially distance each other when they're not playing
0: a yeah. sport together. It just seems like why? And they wear like these bracelets <laughs> They wear like these bracelets for contact tracing. So let's say like if you're Aaron oh, Donald, man, you technology. get it. Yeah, like you you get Corona. Then it's like, okay. Who has Aaron Donald? That's what the government wants, man. Been, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but who has Aaron Donald been in contact with? Who has he been around lately? So then who you test he all those
1: people. Not wants you to know he's been in contact with.
0: That's a different discussion.
1: Uh, but so I'll tell you, Colin what,
0: Lou Williams. Ha. <laughs> uh with the nfl season though i'll tell you the uh, the season's going to sneak up on us we're going to look up and it's going to be september 10th i hope so it's going to be i sept- really hope so it's going to be september 10th and I mean, my uh, kid will be in school <laughs> your kid will be in school and oh hey before we get Maybe. off the sh- before we get off the show <laughs> ufc pay-per-view this weekend that's right for the heavyweight championship of the world
1: if you're listening to this uh i need a babysitter so go ahead and send me your information that'd be fantastic
0: yeah um, and then you can so come over to my house, and of course, some... Russell is invited as well. Russell shaved his beard. It's really um, weird. Yeah, it is odd. It's been creeping me out this whole time. Man. Yeah. I it, shaved
1: my beard down too,
0: but I never take it all the way off. What if I just shaved my
1: beard off? Uh, if we all shave our beard off, it has to be for charity. What charity would you guys like us to support? We'll get 5% going to the charity, 95% to Well, it has to be to a charity us. that needs hair. Yeah, facial hair. <laughs> 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 now that sounds disgusting. And if yep. they need head hair, then you guys are in. But I'm out. <laughs> Nothing I can do about that. No, but it's a, so. Oh, by the way, we've been recording this whole thing on with the GoPro. Yeah. So look for highlights when they kick out. I was yeah. saying that to Russell, but then I'm like, I'm recording a podcast. It's not gonna make sense. But yeah. But we'll we're gonna slice this so up. You have access to the social media preview. account, so you. Oh, can yeah. Uh, you can do that. Do that. I like the video part. Editing yeah. audio. Kiss my ass, man! I just
0: well, okay,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Gabe's, Gabe's the audio editor. You're welcome. So uh. blame him for any problems, and but if it's great, blame him too. Okay, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But Cre- I think, I think that you can say credit me, yeah. credit you. All mm-hmm. right, that's fair enough. We'll go with credit. <laughs> so, yeah, NFL football right around the corner. Can the Astros climb out of the trash can that I they ho- have proverbially put I themselves in? I hope so. In?
0: Okay, so before we get off, do you know who Daniel Cormier or Stipe Miosic are? I know the names. You know the names. Yep. There we go. Do you I know say that wh- for everything? When I'm not do, really sure. Do you, do you know? Sounds familiar. Do you know, know uh, which one is the champion and which one is the challenger? Is it Daniel Cormier the champion? No, he's the challenger. Don't lie to me, Gabe. I'm not. So he. <laughs> so, so this is a. But third, I know his name. Yeah. So he's. So Cormier fought John Lord. Jones twice. All right. Um. So he lost. Well, that's old, right? So yeah, they're both up there in age. So not f-
1: John Jones like banned from. No, he?
0: he no he's playing. He's, Who's the one that got banned? Well, he did, but he's oh. back now. <laughs> 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 okay. So it's a like lot is, a <laughs> lot has happened, um, yeah. but uh, so oh, the, so the f- so the first time Cormier and Stipe fought, uh, okay. Cormier beat him. The sec that was two years ago, about two years ago from right now, about a year ago from right now, they fought for the second time, and Stipe beat Cormier, and now they're fighting for the third time. So this is uh, the cider. This is the trilogy fight. Can I ask you something? Yes, of course. So these guys fighting for a third time.
1: Yes. is it as exciting as them fighting for the first time? I think it's more exciting than yeah. fighting for the first time. So it's well, like it's like the final final episode of.
0: So, the the background of this. So Steve Aoki before he fought Cormier the first time was the best heavyweight champion in UFC history, and Cormier, you know, he was at light heavyweight. He could never beat John Jones at light heavyweight because nobody has, um, but he's beaten everybody else, and he was very very good fighter. Moves up to heavyweight, and he beats. He gets a. Uh, Stipe called it lucky. called it Cormier hitting the lottery, but he knocked out uh, Daniel Cormier, or Daniel Cormier knocked out Stipe in the first round, and it was like pretty shocking. Not that Cormier won, because Cormier is a great fighter, but it was that it was a first round knockout. Then they come back a year later, and it's like, oh, is Cormier the best heavyweight of all time? Because he beat Stipe, and Stipe comes back and beat Cormier. So now they're fighting for the third time, and it's uh, it's actually a pick 'em in Vegas. There nobody, there's no favorite. It is a literal pick 'em. Oh. Which is uh, never happens okay. in fighting. So. so
1: I'm gonna throw money both ways. <laughs> well, <laughs> Can't you go wrong. Well, you wouldn't come out ahead in either scenario. Uh, well, that doesn't matter. I never do. So,
0: <laughs> so you're just, <laughs> That's uh, all, you're, all, you're all a winner being equal. You're a winner either way.
1: Hope and wishes are both four letter words. So I mean, it's it's all the same, man. Um, I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try to make it happen. that will be fun. Yeah, man. Come over to the house. We'll uh, yeah. Let's man. do some brisket nachos. Well, we'll get Russell there.
0: Yeah. Russell, you can cook Brisket nachos? (laughs) I'm about brisket nachos. Just about anything with brisket. Yeah, anything with brisket. We'll go for that. And uh, do you have a prediction? So I go back and forth on it. I mean, it's a pick. I mean, it is very close. Mm -hmm. I think Daniel Cormier is a superior mixed martial artist, Mm -hmm. but he is 41 years old, and he uh, is going to weigh more coming into this fight than he's ever weighed in his career. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with a Miocic. Okay, but it's a, I go back and forth on it, but I'm going to pick Bay That's that's who I'm going to pick. But I'm very intrigued by the I'm very intrigued by this fight. Well, ride or die, man. Ride or die. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for this fight because it's uh Yeah, I mean probably decide if the winner of this fight will probably go down in UFC history as the greatest heavyweight of all time. Really? Probably so.
1: What about John Jones?
0: He's a light heavyweight. He will okay. probably move up to heavyweight and yeah. beat everybody, and then become the greatest of all time once he does that. But until then, until John Jones in three years does that, um, or he might get caught with steroids, and we really don't know. <laughs> John Jones. Where are they
1: fighting? Where's this fight at?
0: Uh, I believe in Vegas. Okay. Yes, it is. What in happened Vegas. to Fight Island? Did, uh, they did, did a, they, it drown? They, No, they did events there. They did like. But is it they, it like there? Is it gone? No, they're gonna do more stuff there. Okay. But they're fighting in Vegas. They're fighting. At the I UFC like the idea Apex. of
1: Fight Island, but just add some more elements to it. You know. They just need to put the Isn't island like survivor. They
0: need, they need to put the octagon on the beach. Yeah, that's what they need to do. But
1: they, they need to have that uh, the guy from Survivor like introducing people oh, and gosh. make them go through some challenges to get there. That would be kind of bomb. I would I would probably watch. I'd be more likely to watch on a regular basis if we added some elements like that.
0: All right. Well, I'll get you in touch with the UFC's uh, <laughs> marketing and promotional team, oh, uh, and you can pitch your ideas to Dana White. Your bald, my your resume. bald-headed
1: brother. That's exactly right. He's just a little bit more successful than I am in life. Slightly more. Uh, he's
0: got about $450 million. At <laughs> least. At least. At least. I think he actually has more. I think he has like a billion dollars like net worth. He's, he's probably sitting pretty fat. Yeah, he's uh, doing very well for himself. Um, I should have got that job. <laughs> yes, and you still could. You I'll, still could. I want to be president of the UFC. Always like, reach for the stars, my man. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. Always reach for the stars. Um, a nice motivational message at the end of the ride on sports podcast. Brought to you by Ride On. Brought to you by Ride On. Um, all right, so give so give your uh, give your prediction for the fight, even though you know nothing about it. Cormier. Cormier, just go against
1: yeah. me. Yeah, just because it's uh, we have to. That's
0: that's better entertainment, right? It's
1: better entertainment. Um. Yeah, I'm just going to go that route with no reason
0: whatsoever. With no reasoning whatsoever. All right, well, this has been the Right On Sports Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I've been Gabe Myers.
1: Don't forget to subscribe and like it and all that other good stuff. I'm Jason Cacera. And this has been the Right On Sports Podcast.